Hey, what's going on? My name is Coach Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you're listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we explore topics that inspire you to be yourself, live your truth, and make lasting friendships. In this episode, I'm going to talk about time and energy. We all have a limited amount. How do you know what deserves your time? and your energy. Are you ready? Let's go. The other day I was grocery shopping without a list, per usual, that's my jam, because I don't need a list. I already know what I like. I get many of the same usual items, so in this case, I just went on over to produce aisle, where I usually go, and I see the deal of a century. Avocados are on sale for just 59 cents, 59 cents. Now this is a huge deal for me for three reasons. Number one, I love avocados. I love them. Number two, they're priced at less than half the usual cost. And number three, I love a great deal. I love a great deal. So this was a trifecta. I didn't have to think. I loaded my basket up with 10 of them. Yes, 10. Because I was no fool. I was not gonna miss out on the deal of a century. However, being a single man living alone, I found that this wasn't the savviest way to spend my money because avocados are a bit temperamental. They ripen them at different rates and they can overripen pretty quickly. They're like a bunch of bananas that you buy with, with the intention of eating them over the entire week. But within two, three days, they all become ripe. And before you know it, they develop big brown spots and they're ready for the trash. But knowing how temperamental they are, I was careful to take my time to choose different ones at different levels of ripeness. Even though I had carefully chosen, I was still unfortunately only able to eat half before they spoiled. Darn, I lost out on more than what I thought I would gain. I wasted my time and energy sorting through the lot to find the perfect ones. I wasted food that someone else could have eaten. And worst of all, I wasted money that I could have spent elsewhere. That's when I realized that my approach to choosing avocados was my approach to choosing a lot of things in my life, including my friendships. You see, I had this intense fear of missing out on the deal of the century. And my short-sighted love for avocados and great deals created a real problem for me in the long term. I spent precious time focused on getting as many as those cheap avocados as I could while not paying attention to the more important things like my normal eating habits and my desire to have other foods in my diet for that week. That was a huge mistake. Any nutritionist or dietary expert would tell you that our food purchases must be based on our desires to reach fitness goals or our bodily needs. The long-term outcome should be the driving force behind our choices. So for me, buying avocados because they were on sale wouldn't benefit me in the long run. It didn't matter how much I liked avocados and deals. 
As soon as the excitement of the deal and the fear of missing out dissipated, I cared less and less about eating avocados. In fact, not only did I no longer see them as the deal of the century, I grew sick of them and I didn't want to buy another one for a very long time this century. The point is, this phenomenon happens to us with our relationships and our friendships. Initially, we get really excited that someone is present with us, so we invest all our energy and focus on them. We don't check our list, grocery list, or a list, any list, to see if they meet our needs as a friend or romantic partner. In fact, we carry the attitude that I know what I like and maybe not even have a list based on our own needs, habits, or preferences. What I discovered is that it's not enough to have a rough idea of what we want. We have to know exactly what we want and exactly how much of it we can handle. Without that awareness, we end up with friendships that feel one-sided. We fall into relationships that we feel like we've wasted our time and our energy on. We buy too many avocados and grow regretful of our investment, right? I know if I'd gone to the store with a list of items to get and stuck to that list, I wouldn't have bought so many dang avocados. I would have gotten exactly what I wanted and exactly what I needed. I would have been much happier with my investment. When developing friendships and relationships, you must be that choosy. It is your time. It is your money. It is your life. Get exactly what you want. I want to encourage you to create your own unique and specific quote shopping list. We'll call this your core connections list. In my experience, I've found that if you have three attributes that are alike, three core attributes that are alike, that are similar, that you're looking for, you are going to make a better connection than if you don't have any. In your list, you're going to be looking for people who share a similar history, hobbies, and habits. Again, that's history, hobbies, and habits. A shared history could be a shared experience over being an LGBT person, which is something that I share with people. Um, I look for that in connections with people. And hobbies, for me, it's board games. I love board games, so I can connect with people on that. And then habits. Well, if you're a person who gets up at 5 a.m. versus a person who gets up at 12 a.m., 12 p.m., whatever, a huge difference in time, you're going to have a different set of habits that you maintain throughout the day. So what you're looking for to make really nice connections when you're going shopping is for people who share a similar history, hobbies, and habits. If you need help with that, I have a five-day challenge on my website. It'll help you create the list and go shopping. I'll be right back with the Answer Reddit friendship advice question. This episode's Reddit advice question is entitled, Are there people out there whose lives don't revolve around drinking games, chugging, and blacking out? First and foremost, sobriety is great and I love the idea of it, but I have no interest in being sober. The problem is, if I'm not sober around everyone around me, they seem to want me to get blackout drunk every time I drink. When I say I don't want to, I'm left out of games and people sort of get mad. I truthfully cannot find anyone who just drinks a little bit every now and then. 
It almost seems easier to go full sober because it saves me annoying conversations on why I don't drink that much till it'll help me find out people until it'll help me find people who don't care if I'm sober. I'm in my 20s, by the way. So seemingly every 20 year old is getting blacked out drunk. Are there people out there whose lives don't revolve around drinking games, chugging and blacking out? That's a great question, you know, because when I was 20 years old, I reflect on that experience and I was out there drinking too. I was I was at the age where it was just about legal and I was curious about it. I was interested in it and I wanted to hang out with other people. In college, that's what most people were doing. We're having our experiment with it. So running into people who drank a whole lot, I naturally drank a whole lot naturally, but I felt that I enjoyed it, and so I drank a whole lot. I was just having a good time. Didn't know my limit, all kinds of cool stuff like that that I'm not promoting for anyone to do here on this podcast at all. Do not drink in excess. It's not good for you. (laughs) But I'm reflecting on my experience and what that was like to kind of put the frame of mind of what it can feel like in the, the, the realm of peer pressure, do this thing, or you can't have any friends. And so I have to applaud you for sticking up and saying, this is my limit. I know what I want and I'm not going to step over limit because it makes me uncomfortable. And so you're constantly put in these situations in which you feel like you can't really be yourself because somebody wants you to do something that you don't want to do. Drink more. I'm going to annoy you until you drink more. This is so frustrating because you just want to hang out. It's understood. So to your question, To answer your question directly, yes, there are definitely people out there who don't want to drink until they black out. I think the people that you're around lack a little bit of creativity. That's a dig at them, but there's other things to do than to drink. There are other things to do. And I also would suggest, so then this is the the answer, I guess, to, to your question or my advice for you is to go to a different place. You have this shopping list. Well, you don't have a shopping list, actually. You you remind me of myself. It doesn't seem like you have a shopping list of the history, hobbies, and habits that you will share together with another person. Since you don't have that, you find yourself in places in which there are people, and for the sake of not being lonely, you are there with them. I found myself doing that a lot. I shut down bars. I made friends with bartenders. I stayed at bars after they closed and hung out with bartenders. Because that was where I was. That was that space where I was. That was our shared thing. Our history, hobbies, and habits was all about drinking. It's all about drinking. And so once I started to refine those things, my history, hobbies, and habits, once I started to refine what I wanted people to know about them and then start showing up to places in which I could celebrate those or talk about those things, then I found myself around people who were really interested in the core of me, like who I was. And I think that's what you're looking for. So yes, there are tons of people out there who don't want to drink, but you also have to make a list and go to those places. You also have to know what you're looking for. It's not enough to just know that you want someone who doesn't do something, who doesn't drink, who doesn't play video games, who doesn't talk all the time. You want to look for the affirmative, the positive thing. And not positive isn't bad or good, but affirmative thing. Like, I want someone who is sober 
or I want someone who drinks occasionally. Saying things like that and moving towards spaces like that will help you make connections that you're looking for. So first, create that list and then start searching for those people that will help you feel like you're more of yourself, that will be interested in talking about your history, your hobbies, and your shared habits. All right, I know you didn't ask me to answer your question, but I did, and I'm grateful that you asked. I really hope that this helps. Best of luck. Take care. My name is Coach Lee Hopkins, and you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. You can find me at PatternsOfPossibility.com and on all social media at Patterns of Possibility. And as always, I want to encourage you to be yourself, live your truth, and there you'll make lasting friendships.